daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast where you're my best friend and I don't even like you. I think that's just you in general, isn't it's it? Just talking from to like me. Diary thinking about <laughs> Luke Thomas. <laughs> no, no, it's I don't from know. the film Funny People from 2009. Oh Adam my Sandler's God. Simmons. Remember that How one? Could I forget. Um, I mean, I don't remember a single thing that happened in that entire film, except I think wasn't the Incredible Hulk guy in it. Yeah, Eric Banner, he was in it. Yeah, we're going to have to start brushing up on all these Sandler films that we watched like two and a half years ago for these last few episodes. For our re-ranking, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, welcome to The Sandler Pit. We're the podcast that watches and talks about every single Adam Sandler film, TV show, production credit or appearance. What are we doing this episode? Well, as we are starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel... (laughs) <laughs> of Adam Sandler's work, we are going to be talking about his five appearances on the Ellen DeGeneres show. <laughs> Let's they go for a 2013 November episode. <laughs> we can talk about whether they're pre or post the controversy over whether she's a hard lady to work with. Haven't they done the same with Jimmy Fallon? Haven't they said that he's an arsehole as well? I think it happens to most of them, yeah. Why are they all so awful? Gordon, What's wrong with Gordon's them? got it big time, hasn't he? Yeah, because aren't they shipping him back to England? Yeah, like the animals in Madagascar. Hopefully yeah. he gets lost and ends up there. <laughs> He's the great, washes up on the shore of Madagascar. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it's like Lord of the Flies, but just with James Corden. No one else. <laughs> he plays every part. What's um, mad is that there's so much good faith about that guy for like a long time. Point, like, yeah. Because I remember hating him when I was a kid. And it put me off watching Gavin and Stacey, which is a good show. But mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I hate him. And then yeah. suddenly everyone hated him. So it wasn't just, just me. But yeah, they don't like him in America now. I've had very think. similar journeys with the man. <laughs> um, but no, actually, we're not watching that. Even though you always say how we do every appearance of his, we are not doing his appearances on chat shows. Um, we are, in fact, talking about the film Happy Gilmore, which we've saved till last. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we meant... saved this to last, though. Like... I'm glad too. It's meant recording out of order. It's not technically the last <laughs> one, but for the listeners, it will be the last one. So it's fine. Yeah. Well, Happy Gilmore. I don't know what there really is to say about this. Like, usually when we record episodes, we'll do an intro and then a little break where we go and watch the film. But instead, we've watched it already because not only is this like one of Sandler's classic biggest films but we've both watched this and we've watched it together before so it kind yeah. of it didn't really feel feel like we needed to speculate much about this film so um yeah what what's your experience with this film just in general so i remember as a kid always seeing the like video and the dvd of it i'd, I'd never really seen any adam sandler films except for big daddy so i didn't really know what it was um, I didn't care about it. My my dad hates Adam Sandler as well, so he never bought it. We were more of a Jim Carrey, Will Ferrell house. Mm. Adam Sandler was never invited in. And then I watched it with you for the first time in March 2020 because it was meant to be your stag do. And yeah. then on the train from Lincoln to 
London because I just got a tattoo. It was meant to be going to what was it, Prague? Yeah, I mean, we changed that a few days yeah. before. That didn't all happen. An hour that didn't happen then, arrived. yeah. It was meant to be Prague, and then it got changed to Bournemouth, which is the biggest downgrade. <laughs> it's where we ended up. I know, I know. But it was yeah. fine, it was good. No, it was fun. Except for that time. one guy who spread his... There was a guy on it on the stag do who spread his bum hole and pressed it right against the window oh, of yeah, that weather we were drinking in. And you That's kept... to have gone, <laughs> gone you, right you... into your brain bolts. You just kept getting like sexually harassed all night because you're dressed as Snow White. It's my whole life. Oh, yeah, just because I was dressed as Snow White, yeah. <laughs> just this one like evening in a, in a Weatherspoons in Bournemouth, and it yeah. was like a beefer. Someone was rubbing their penis on the window at you. Thank God the window was there, otherwise I'd have got a face full of ball. <laughs> <laughs> so it was meant to be Bournemouth, but then on the train that got cancelled, and then mm-hmm. I ended up having to stay on your sofa for ages, for like yep. five days. Mm-hmm. And in that the time, the sofa hasn't been the same since. It hasn't. And in that time as well, my girlfriend at the time had to fly because she was living in Tanzania <laughs> and had to fly back to the UK yep. that day, like that week. Uh, your wedding got cancelled in front of me. Oh, yeah. You were there That's... when it got postponed, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So I was sat Mad. there with you and your now wife, thank God. Yeah, we managed it. Watched it. Watched it crumble before your eyes. Your dream. It was horrible. What a, his- what a historic weekend. It we was. Actually, we also played golf. We, we played to- golf, yeah. It went to the driving range. They got my name wrong on my card. Yeah, what they call you- Oh, yeah, Tombs. Tombs instead of was that- Luke Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> was <laughs> that put- where it happened? I thought you just wrote it in wrong when we were playing Jackbox. No, that's where it came from oh, on that's Jackbox. Where it came from- because- oh, that's brilliant. This was a monumental. <laughs> so much happened memory. on this on this if, day. I know. If I, if my life was inside out, this would be one of the islands. Would be that one weekend that yeah. we shared. Imagine how much you're going to talk to your therapist about that weekend one day. I know because right after that, you dropped me off at the airport. I met up with my girlfriend at the time, and then when we were staying in a hotel, I saw on the news the announcement that. The country was entering a lockdown. A lockdown. Yeah, I I remember dropping you off on the day that that got announced. Yeah. Yeah. If you'd horrible. stayed at my house any longer, you'd have had to have stayed there until what? <laughs> From March <laughs> till like July. <laughs> I don't know. Insane. I don't know if I'd have had to had to move <laughs> to your house. Surely I'd have just left <laughs> to go home onto the streets. Yeah, but you couldn't travel. Would you have been able to travel home? But I travelled home. During the lock, like I was traveling in the lockdown time. Oh right, Dominic I think there was Cummins. a. There surely was a window for people. Wasn't to get that home. the last time that you physically saw that girlfriend as well? No, I ended up moving in with her for a hot minute during that summer. Did you? Lived... Yeah, so I lived in. Where did she live? Is that pre-Sandlerpit. <laughs> yeah, very, very slightly pre-Sandlerpit. She in so... Wales. So yeah, she lived in. Oh fuck. Near the Clandui time, Clefley, <laughs> she lived. She lived in that place that you said is the shittest place on earth. Oh, Newport. Newport. <laughs> <laughs> that rolled off the tongue. That was so quick. <laughs> she lived next to the tiny Rebel Brewery. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, and I lived there for like a month. And whilst I was living there, my granddad died. <laughs> it's like really dramatic. Oh, and then that was the last time I saw her. Was after that happened physically, God. because then we also, I think. It was all like a, a lot, wasn't it? Twenty twenty. It was um, a lot, yeah. But 
going back to that weekend, we did watch <laughs> Groves One, Groves Two, and Happy Gilmore all in all in the space and, of one night. And that's my boy. And that's my boy. Sorry. I think we did one and two of Grown Ups. Then that's my boy. And you were like, "Why do you like Adam Sandler?" And fair question because I think they're all very shit films. Yeah. And then I restored your faith with this one, and you were like whiplashed. I think. Yeah, and I still gave it three stars. I didn't give it that generous a review on Letterbox. It's a recommendation, though, isn't it? Because that, that's the good thing about having Letterbox for years, is that you can see how your kind of tastes over time. Yeah, so, so I gave it three stars, well. but I did say, oh, this was pretty good. I think I liked it. I remember liking it at the time, and then that's when you were like, oh, we should do a podcast about this. Yeah, it sort of snowballed from there, didn't it? Yeah. And now look, that's three years down the line. We do monthly fitness segments. We're doing monthly fitness segments. The girlfriend I was just talking about broke up with me, I think, just after we recorded the first episode. Great. <laughs> and I don't want to say there's a correlation, but... Which is mad, because it's actually strengthened my relationship. You've gotten married. Come from strength to strength. As I was say, a lot's changed. You've gotten married, and I don't know, job-wise, it's kind of strength to strength. What was I starting at? Yeah, I was a researcher back then. Now I'm yeah. a... DV director. Uh, and I was going to say you were mainly jobless because most that's of the time, why... yeah. It was a bad time, wasn't it? Yeah, that whole had a really good year. Yeah, bad. Mm. And then I had hair. I, yeah, changed house twice. Yep, keep getting kicked okay. out. Yeah, moved to Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. S- still have the same car. <laughs> which I hate. <laughs> Something's changed, hate car. some don't. <laughs> some don't. I now have a mustache and I'm yeah. dressed like a granddad. Yeah. yeah. Pretty beautiful, isn't it? Isn't now life you've got such a like journey? Sandler things all around you. You've watched like 60 films related to this man. I watched, yeah, we've done 100, nearly 100 episodes about him. Is this what, episode 99? No, this is or episode is... 100. This is episode 100, isn't it? Yeah. Bloody hell. I know. We should have Bloody done something. Hell. We should have got party poppers or something. Can we just really quietly play Celebration in the background? Of... <laughs> I mean... You said we were going to just listen to a song, didn't you? Oh no, yeah. that was for Joe's funeral. We could just <laughs> listen to the organ version of the Real Boys theme song. Yeah. Oh god. No, we could listen to. I could play something. No, I wouldn't bother because we haven't. We've got a time that we need to be done by. We do have a time that we've got to be done by because I'm teaching later. But yeah, we should have flattered what wait something. I've just worn a happy, a fake Happy Gilmore jersey. You have. It's, it's very nice. fake. It's from Temu. It's pretty cool. I signed <laughs> up you. to Timu and then I didn't buy anything off it. Their emails are very annoying, so I wouldn't really recommend it. Yeah, I think mine goes straight to my spam. Good, um, good shout. Um, I'm wearing a 90s jump style jumper over the top of a shirt, a bit like I would Judge say it's Reinhold. quite 70s. 70s, interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to go for a bit of a Judge Reinhold in uh, oh, Santa home Claus alone, look. Home alone sort of yeah. fashion. It's, yeah, it's got that sort of look about it. Yeah. I was saying I've uh, I've just got into the, the TV sitcom Frasier. I'm five seasons deep in Frasier. So the way I'm you like... said it, I've just got into it. I thought you'd been cast in it. <laughs> I've got in the new season. I'm the recurring Rodney's son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rodney's so bad in this series. I'm not oh, going to get into God. it now. But... No, it's not the time or place. But yeah, that is a very, very self-indulgent, like five to ten minutes that we've just can done. we not be a little bit self-indulgent Which i think it's fine because it is our hundredth episode but the real reason we are here is to talk about the film happy gilmore 
that was our origin story a bit. It but we can have sense. we can have a little bit of a wallet. We've done a hundred episodes. Let's I know we're allowed to do bit. it, but I'm just thinking. Imagine you're a Sandler fan. You're looking and for you've podcasts. You've been waiting for this. <laughs> oh, there's a Happy Gilmore one coming out. Oh, look, there's one there. Happy Gilmore podcast. Let's listen to it. And it's just me and you talking about how your granddad died in the <laughs> worst place in the UK for a month. <laughs> it's nice. It's out and of how context. you to have the same car. <laughs> Yeah, I still have the same Nissan Micra. I, I live in Sheffield. It's not good. You live in the same flat, but you're soon to move into a house. Yeah, does feel like your the end wife. of a sitcom or something, doesn't it? It does. Like we're doing the season finale of our thing almost, and you're like, "Oh, let's move on. Let's talk about the film." We no, should talk about the film while we're let's here. Let's wallow a little bit in the passage of time. Yeah, and respect. Think about all our brothers and sisters who've fallen in the last three years. We've got truly happily Madison. When was the last episode they did? Ages yeah, ago. Yeah, a while ago, yeah. they got probably two or three films they should be getting on with. Yeah, Footprints in the Sandler. Where have they gone? Mm. Well, with different Not... time zones. I think they're in Australia, so... Oh, so it's <laughs> taken a while for them to get some of their... <laughs> They've still not got home team They keep there, waking yeah? up and it's night time, so they have to keep going back to sleep. What about So Sandlerus? I, Are they yeah, still there? They were our newest, the newest ones. Our younger brother... Yeah, and they died <laughs> in our arms. I know. I feel Let's like all these Sandler podcasts keep springing up. They're probably just waiting for us to end, so then they it's can like, jump into our graves. It's like the natural life cycle of an Adam Sandler podcast is that you have to just end. They Did haven't we, done one since February. I think we started when Sand- Footprints in the Sandler ended. Yeah, so we, so we took in yeah. their life force, have just refused to die. Yeah. It's probably We've like actually sprouted a secondary podcast on top of that as well, which is even even yeah. more crazy. We're like David Tennant in Doctor Who when he just doesn't want to go. Yeah, he just keeps <laughs> coming back. Yeah, we refuse to leave. Spaceman <laughs> comes out and we just regenerate. <laughs> it's for the 50th anniversary. What? What? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, well, I, f- I think we, we've got a lot to be very proud of. What better way to celebrate than watching one of Adam Sandler's greatest films? Yes. We're going to discuss the film. If you haven't watched this film, there's going to be spoilers because we don't care about that sort of thing. We've got a thing that we do called a Sandler scale, which is a a list of tropes, which could be anything that we've spotted multiple times in the Sandler films. We had that list as like a growing thing. And that's, I mean, that's something, that's a format point that's been here right from the start as well, hasn't it? Did that from the first episode. I think the list is at like 125 things or something like that. We kind of just stopped adding to it, but I bet we could have probably come up with another like 50 tropes yeah. quite easily. Yeah. Do you want to read them all out now? Nah, not all of them, but it's stuff like fast food, 80s, 90s rock song plays. Read them all out and play that, play that sad song from the end of Avengers Endgame over the top of it. We'll play the song from um, really had the some weight in, to it. in memoriam at the Oscars. <laughs> Dave, Dave Grohl, Grohl playing singing Slow Black Down Punk. Everlong. <laughs> Blackbird. That's what he sang at the In Memoriam section. He sang Blackbird by the Blackbird Beatles. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Nice property. Oh, <laughs> Illiterate. Slow mo. Slow mo woman. <laughs> Wife that is too good for him. Alan Covert. <laughs> But yeah, so it's a long list of like cameos and all that sort of stuff. We've done one of those for this. I mean, this is this is where it all started, really. So I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about with all of those things. 
yeah, we'll also have a random fitness segment that we that we do <laughs> for some reason. Oh yeah, if if you are listening to this for the first time and you've managed to persevere through a story about lockdown, a story about my granddad dying, and just a really indulgent moment talking about podcasts, loads of mentions of my of my marriage of my <laughs> my demise. House. Yeah. Uh, if you, but we also talk about our fitness for last year. We're about what fifty five percent of film podcast these days. Would you say? <laughs> Yeah, forty-five. It gets to about the famous. hour mark, and then we start talking about our bodies. So yeah, yeah, we've got that as well. So there's a journey. Look forward to. So yeah, uh, so grab your hockey shirt. Grab your. Is it nine called iron. a hockey shirt? Hockey hockey jersey. Jersey, I'd go with maybe. Yeah, maybe. Grab your nine iron. Grab your little putter. <laughs> What's it called? A tire? Not a tire iron. A putter. Yeah. And what are the nine other iron? Nine iron. They're all like numbers, aren't they? Yeah. Grab your golf bag. And your ball. And, and your ball. And get ready, because we're about to discuss Happy Gilmore. Tee up. Let's go. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. Trying to reach the green from here, Shooter? That's not possible, sir. I beg to differ. And we are back. <laughs> we have literally... Not... We've not gone anywhere. We're still One here. second ago was that intro. <laughs> and we are still here. <laughs> right, it's time to fully discuss Happy Gilmore now. Let's del- like go deep into it. This is a film from what? Is it 95? Got all my stuff up here. It's 996. 96. So this film is literally just a year younger than us. Yeah. Us boys. He's um, our little brother. But who's aged better? <laughs> Let's discuss. I'd say um, the film. Luke, what's the plot of Happy Gilmore, if people don't uh, know it already? So Happy Gilmore is about a man called Happy Gilmore. And he was orphaned uh, mm-hmm. when he was a kid. Uh, well, no, his mum ran off to Egypt to be a get to get hockey away from, from the ice rinks. Yeah, get away from <laughs> ice hockey. And his dad was an ice hockey fanatic, so they used to get to games together until his dad gets killed by a puck hitting him in the head. Mm-hmm. And he's a really angry kid and turns into an angry young man, but he has a loving grandmother. He really wants to be a hockey player, but he's not very good at skating, but he's very, very good at hitting the puck. By the way, if anyone's listened to this who's really into ice hockey or golf, I'm not going to be able to name any of the terms right. No, neither am I. We're not sports boys. I'm not a sports boy. We are real fit boys, but we're not not sports boys. (laughs) He is basically trying to make some money because his nan's house gets repossessed and she moves into a nursing home, which Mm -hmm. is run by like a maniac. His aim through the whole film is to buy back the house. Uh, and then he finds out that he's got a real talent in golf. So he starts entering all these golf tournaments uh, and comes into opposition with Shooter McGavin, who also wants to win all these golf tournaments. Luke, what did you think of the film Happy Gilmore? So I've seen this probably 25 plus times, I think now. Watch this loads. This used to be one that I would put on when I was little, when I was going to sleep and stuff, I would put this film on and just watch it over and over again. So I, I kind of know it inside out, but I still love it. I've always liked it. I think from the first time I saw it, it's never been one that's like dipped out of my, you know, my taste. I've always enjoyed it. There's an argument for it being one of Adam Sandler's best films easily. I'm always quick to say Wedding Singer. Always quick to say... Fifty first dates, I really love. There's there's a few I'm quick to say anyway. And this one, I don't think I always think of it 
first, but I don't know. It's just such a solid film. I think it's maybe the best sports comedy. Up there, yeah. Listen, Dodgeball. Um, <laughs> you know I love mentioning Dodgeball. Yeah, I was watching it and it made me feel very nostalgic. And like, I just think it just works on so many levels that his new films have kind of struggled with. Mm. I think it's a perfect runtime. It's like 92 minutes, which is which is great. There's no additional padding out. There's a love story that's quite a simple, easy one. The dynamic is set up really fast. The story, like, you're you're into the whole golfing within about 14 minutes. Yeah. It's not his world and stuff, but, like, all of it just happens nice and quick. And just the set pieces are really solid. And there's so many, just those weird little side characters that we've loved seeing throughout this podcast that you get in, like, Billy Madison and whatever. There's just so many off-kilter people in this, like... His former boss, who he shoots a nail gun at, who just keeps reappearing and like Ben's shooting <laughs> Gavin's nine iron and all that stuff. <laughs> I love that character so much, and like it's pretty iconic, really. Can't sing its praises anymore, really. I I do love this film. How mm. about you? I mean, when I first saw it, I did like it, and this time I watched it, and I think I liked it a considerable amount more. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably his masterpiece. This is definitely the best comedy film he's done. I think for me, at least. It's just so good. Like it's, I think you nailed it in describing it. It's got a really tight runtime. They set up a really good plot, which is about class divisions, and you really immediately root for him for a few reasons because he's a fish out of water because he's got a really honest and decent reason to want to earn the money, so his grandma doesn't lose her house. And the villain is so evil and so <laughs> awful and so maniacal that you just can't like not root for him and get engaged in the story Mm -hmm. it balances all the sports elements really well it's fast paced it's got loads of good side characters and it's just really really good it's really funny and it's got a level of absurdist humor that i think billy madison did as well which they just don't do anymore which is a real shame like there's some really really weird stuff in this that's really but if you've never seen it before it's quite unexpected like the guy with one hand uh, (laughs) because of an alligator ate it off. It's just such a genius yeah. running joke. And then every single time they bring it up, it pays off a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought this was brilliant. Uh, I really, really liked it this time around. Yeah. It's one of those films that you can watch as a background film. You know, if you're doing other things, you know, it's yeah. just on, say it's on TV one night, you stick it on. Like you could kind of jump in at any point and still enjoy it just as much. Yeah. And then you could do what we did last night, which is the first time in a long time that I've watched it and paid attention to like every detail. And there's just so much in it. So many stupid little running jokes or like little hints at things that then pay off later on. The first time you see Chubbs, he's wearing like a Lacoste tracksuit and a Lacoste t-shirt. So they've both got the alligator on it. And this oh is my before God, you've yeah. even seen that he's like missing his hand and stuff. Like, cause they hide the hand for quite a while. And then yeah. that got revealed. Like that cracked me up. There's like a running joke of just a guy that every time Happy Gilmore does something a bit like offensive, there's just this little man wearing a white hat who just shakes his head. <laughs> and he's there every time something goes wrong. And I've never noticed him before. Or I never yeah. noticed it was the same guy. But like the first time he shouts at the ball, that guy's there shaking his head. And then when Chubbs falls out of the window later on, the same guy's there. And he like just looks up at Happy Gilmore, like shakes his head again. <laughs> so good. <laughs> just silly little things like that. But yeah, I think it just feels a bit more refined than Billy Madison. I love that film as well, don't get me wrong. But like, this is just a little bit more accessible, I think. 
Yeah, I'd say the character... so screwball, isn't it? That's so, like, out there. Yeah, Billy Madison, the character is, like, really rich and really, like, he's got something quite wrong with him, I think. (laughs) So the love story feels a bit wrong and stuff. Yeah, there's a few problems with that, I guess. Yeah, it's very zany and very silly. But this one, the main character seems... He's a lot easier to root for, I find. Yeah. He's just, like, just a very, very angry man. Mm -hmm. Well, this is that archetypal... Adam Sandler character that we've seen quite a few times or we've seen him attempt to do where he's like obviously very angry, Mm. has a short fuse, has a bad temper, has some sort of like quite childish naiveness about him because this is like a 30 year old man who's acting like a teenager. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. We could have made like a weighing scale of good to bad with these sort of characters because like it's all the same things you've got with Mr. Deeds, with with Sonny Koufax or whatever from Big Daddy. And some of those characters rubbed you up the wrong way quite a bit, I remember. Yeah. Like, Mr. DG really didn't like, but he's practically the same character here, I would say. I think it's because of... It's the situations and stuff. It's the situation. It's because he's a working class hero. That's why yeah. Happy Gilmore works. Because that's he's what he's so... Mr. Deeds. He only runs a pizza shop. You're right. And he get it, but he inherits loads of money. But it's because in that, he's aggression. I think it's because he's aggression in Mr. Deeds is like... Overlooked. No, it gets taken out on people. Mm. Whereas on this, it's on balls. It's on the golf course. It's on the cloud. He does beat up quite a few people. He beats up people, but actually, yeah, no, he does. He beats <laughs> he people up beats straight him. away. Yeah. No, maybe it just doesn't feel as personal or something. But Or maybe it's because he's got... I think nan. it's the grandma. Yeah, yeah he's nan, grandma. Who's a great... And yeah. again, that's another like classic Sandler thing. You see the old lady. The old ladies yeah. are in wedding singer, grandma's boy. <laughs> his old lady is like a a common thing that he always comes back to and i think he's his grandma in this is really good yeah she's brilliant like all the side so who have we got as the side characters so his love interest in this is oh god what's virginia vennett virginia vennett so again the vv thing that i've seen in quite a few of these films and she's played by julie bowen julie bowen yeah from modern family and some of the things and she's really good i think Pardon? She's from Hubie Halloween. Oh yeah, she was also back in Hubie Halloween, of course. But yeah, she's she's good in this. She's she is a good love interest. Mm-hmm. She and... plays that whole like serious businesswoman kind of thing in quite a, a good way as well. That that's a character type again, Mister Deeds. I don't know why I keep comparing it to Mister Deeds, but Winona Ryder's character was like that and was like business Ooh. first, career career driven or whatever. But she did it in quite like an unlikable way. Whereas this is like you kind of root for her, I guess, straight away. Yeah, there's not much of a like a because the relationship isn't the focus. There's not much of a like a, yeah, she doesn't have a much low of a story. point. Yeah, there's not much of a low point for the the romance. Basically, there's not a point where she leaves him or whatever and then reconnects. Mm-hmm. Like it's all just kind of like to the side of the main story. And it, yeah, it, but I think it works. It doesn't detract from anything. And yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. And also, she's got that 90s Princess Diana hair, and you can't go wrong with something like that, can you? No, you cannot go wrong with that. Women these days just don't have that hair. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) Unless they're in their 60s. (laughs) What hair? What are you talking about? She has Princess Diana hair. Oh, Princess Diana? I thought you said Princess Leia. (laughs) No. Why did I say that? Princess Diana, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lady Di. Yeah. Oh, the classic. (laughs) Rest in peace. That hair will live on. What other side characters? So we've got Alan Covert as well. Yeah. Playing a homeless guy who also showed up in our first ever episode. 
Oh yeah, he's it's a Jack, Jack and Jill, Jill, isn't he? The same character, Otto, I think he's called. Yeah. Um, it ever gets said. It kind of hurts because he in this I do think he is very funny. There's quite yeah. a few moments where he makes made me laugh, like when I think it was Kevin Nealon uses like a quarter as his um marker for where his ball fell. And mm. like Alan Kovic just picks it up and puts it in his pocket. And he does the same thing later with a biscuit that someone uses, but he eats it off the floor. Little things like that are just good. But um, yeah. it's hard because I don't want to laugh with Alan Covert anymore because he's gone down the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone too right wing. But just remember, remember the good times. Yeah. And then this is, probably, this is that. Probably not the same person back then as he is now. <laughs> <laughs> Who else have we got? So, Shoot McGavin. Oh, yeah. So Shoot McGavin is the, the villain of this. He has some really good shirts and some really, really good trousers that are very baggy and big. Yeah, funny, funny outfits. He's so good. He's the he's, best part of this film, isn't he? He's the best part of this film by far. He's the reason that this is elevated to a near masterpiece <laughs> is through Chris McDonald's performance. It's such he, a good performance. Like I feel I feel kind of kind of robbed that we've not seen him doing this in more films. Yeah. So I think he didn't want to do this because he didn't want to get typecast as a villain. And that might be the reason that he's not pick, picked up these kind of roles more often because he doesn't want to be known as just the guy who's a villain in a comedy film. Yeah, but this is such an iconic role, isn't it? Yeah, he's so good at it. He The reason we came up with the concept of a maniac villain is because of this guy. Like, yeah. he is absolutely brilliant in this. And the thing is, as well, is I I watched it this morning and I kind of forgot how crazy he gets towards the end of the film. <laughs> you just like forget people cause... to run Happy Gilmore over. Yeah, because like he stand in the crowd shouting "Jackass." <laughs> I think it's because he starts the film and he obviously he's a posh guy and he he represents the establishment yeah. of golf. But then he slowly loses that completely and becomes just absolutely insane. The reason is is because he wants to win the jacket, <laughs> which shows that he's the best golfer or whatever, and he, he doesn't a gold jacket. Yeah. He wants a gold jacket and he doesn't agree with the idea that Happy Gilmore, this working class guy, yeah, should be in his sport. That's the uh, best thing about it is that he's he thinks it's this gentleman's sport, but like straight away he loses that and just becomes insane. Comes insane and stops being a gentleman. He starts like trying to attack him, hurt him. He buys Happy Gilmore's grandma's house and then keeps threatening of what saying what he's gonna do to the house, saying he's gonna employ his grandma as a maid. As maid. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether she's actually looking yeah. for the job. She's yeah. gonna have to do it. She's gonna have to be. He refers to her as the help yeah, before they even fraternizing with the help. He he keeps going on about how he's gonna turn his childhood bedroom into a into a trophy room for himself. Like he's so evil. But the thing is, as well, we say about it being like a, a really quick change. But the first thing that he says to um, Virginia, he's like, oh, can you get me a Pepsi diet if you can? Or something like that. She's just said she's the publicist and straight away he's just asking for a drink. It reminds me of the thing that you told me about um, a certain British comedian that you yeah. told me years ago that stuck with me for a long time, how he demanded a runner go and get him a, a vanilla v- Coke, vanilla Coke from a certain shop. And then yep. it took like an hour round trip and then he downed it all and then asked for another. <laughs> he is the shooter McGavin of British comedy. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm not going to say who it is, but I don't, yeah, I think it, check... it wouldn't work in an office. Yeah, no, I think we should check the extras to see if anyone leaked the name. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, it's a rumor. It wasn't even me that like witnessed that story, but I know. Anyway, so, yeah, let's talk back about to another villain, a less villain, <laughs> less villainous person. But yeah, he's yeah, he is established as horrible like straight away, but just the levels he goes to are so so extreme. Yeah. And his like crazy demonstration whenever he wins, where he's like punching <laughs> the ground and stuff is so he does a really quick firm cheer, doesn't he? Yeah. There's some really good bits where like someone's throwing like inflatable balls onto the the golf course or whatever, and he's like, this is golf, we shouldn't <laughs> and he like, smashes it and throws it away. And it's just such good physical comedy. He's yeah, he's, he's a genius. He is guy. brilliant. He is so good. And he's got so many classic lines as well, like that obviously the eating piece of shit for breakfast is a classic. Yeah. That bit when he's walking out the door and he says what is it he says? But it all rhymes. Yeah. Is it you better listen to um listen to what I say or else you're gonna pay or something like that? (laughs) It's so And then you're gonna go and something about hay or something. Yeah, Adam sounds like each time hey, I just may. Also, I love that I don't know who Grizzly Adams even really is, but that bit when he's like, Oh yeah, and Grizzly Adams had a beard. (laughs) And then then the guy who's who keeps appearing is like Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Yeah, he's like lack of being able to do like a solid comeback or yeah, own anyone. Suck. <laughs> yeah, he's just so hateable and detestable. And then the final of him just running away, desperately putting on oh, this yeah, jacket that he's stolen <laughs> and then just getting beaten up by like a hundred people. It's so good. <laughs> Including Jaws from uh Yeah the boss James Bond. He's so good. The Lord bit when um, what is it he said he's like you gotta play play it where it play it where it lands or whatever and he has to take the shot off of Jaws's foot <laughs> so good He's, he is really good it's, do you know that actor is it Christopher McDonald yeah he was in that Marvel secret invasion he appeared in one office scene and was a politician and didn't do anything such a waste such a waste he'd be such, such a, a imagine he was dr doom it'd be perfect <laughs> <laughs> they do need to give him something better because he's a very very talented actor and i know he's part of the reason that i definitely agreed to do this whole 100 episodes of this was because of him and i was going to change my name to it that was our oh yeah wow. <laughs> i was saying in the early days celebrate the 100th episode you change your name I'm not changing my name to Shooter McGavin. I, I think it'd just be too annoying to change so many forms. <laughs> but during the height of lockdown, that was something that I was definitely yeah, willing you to do. thinking about it a lot. So one of the other characters linked to Shooter McGavin is this guy who's obsessed with him, who he keeps yeah. hiring to, to come and do stuff. Do you know what? I think, actually, before we go on to that, I think that's one other thing about Shooter McGavin that I really like is that you never see him in his home life. Yeah. He's just, he, everything is just about the golf. Yeah, like, in his eyes, he's the hero. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he ex- he definitely is. He doesn't think anything he's doing is wrong. Yeah. Even when he's paying this crazed fan to, like, come and just shout things and start a fight <laughs> with Bob Barker. <laughs> but I really like that character as well, that he's like, um, oh, there's a red lobster around the corner, my treat, and he's, like, shaking the money that Shooter McGavin's just given him. <laughs> He's just been bribed with it and he wants to spend it on shooting on him. <laughs> yeah, he's such a good character. And that scene is is absolutely brilliant, the one with Bob Barker. Um, yeah. I mean, we're British, so... Uh, I mean, uh, what was Bob Barker on? The Price is Right. Price is Right. Yeah. Is that Dale Winton over here? I was going to say, who is the British equivalent? Because I was going to say... Stephen Mulhern. 
Noel Edmonds. Noel Edmonds? I don't know. I was thinking, uh, who's the guy who used to host Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Chris Tarrant. Chris Tarrant, maybe. But I don't think Chris Noel Tarrant's Edmonds would be the best. Yeah, it's got to be Noel. Keith Chegwin? Or, um, no, or he's Les dead, Dennis. isn't he? Les Dennis? Would yeah, be a good one. Any of them. But it is just such a good thing to have this like wholesome kind of guy come in mm. and then have a massive fight scene with your lead character. Like That is the sort of thing that then gets done in like extras and all those sort of shows where people play themselves like it's just it's done really well here isn't it yeah didn't i uh send you a, a new version of it yeah which yeah was... yeah when he beat him up again yeah it's such a funny i mean he has passed away recently i think or... i think he has yeah yeah so what a shame he was a he was a great i know what a good scene yeah, so many of those quotes are so funny. Where he's, what is it? The Price is Wrong, bitch. <laughs> yeah, because I would say that now in a lot of the 2006 to 2015 or whatever, those that era of Adam Sandler comedy films, they'd have a celebrity cameo, but it'd be like, oh, he's just here doing whatever. Mm. But this is really good. It's very purposeful. It's got a good place in it, and it's organic. It's, just, it's organic and it's really funny as well. And yeah. They go against type, and it's it's genuinely just just really clever and funny, and mm-hmm. yeah, it works really well. It's up there with all the John McEnroe ones. <laughs> oh no, not him <laughs> jumping over a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite funny. Um, not... Another villain is Ben Stiller's character Hal L. He says, "What does he say? Check check my name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't he? Uh... Doesn't he make a, a new appearance in Who Be Halloween? Yeah, yeah, he's in it right at the start. And then I think, does he die? I hope so. Is he the first he... person that gets killed? He's so evil in this. He's phenomenally evil. Uh, he is another standout, just mm. this guy with a big handlebar moustache, and he's just so evil and working in a, a nursing home. Slash sweatshop. Yeah, making people do making crafts. quilts. They're, um, they're all saying like their fingers are bleeding and stuff <laughs> and it's so good because even though it is a comedy and stuff it adds to the stakes that like if he doesn't get the house back is this is the life that she's gonna leave yeah, forever it's this so miserable terrible existence so it adds <laughs> it really works in favor of the story and the script and yeah I Brilliant. love that character though because of the way that he acts when Happy Gilmore's around as well. Yeah. When he tries to be really wholesome, he's like, "Wow, that's one hell of a trophy." <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny. It's genius. Oh. Who else have we even? We've got so many good characters. There's a lot of good characters. We've yeah. spoken a bit about the boss character already, Jaws. Don't think there's much more to say about yeah, him. Yeah, just he's really funny. He's funny. He's big. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, Dennis Dugan, the director, is the director of the golf board in this yeah. film that keeps on coming up. He's he's fine. There's not much he's to fine, say about yeah. He does a good straight man kind of job. Nice to see Dugan. I think we've mentioned Chubbs already, but again... Oh, yeah, what... Chubbs. We need to go into a bit more detail about Chubbs. Yeah, what a brilliant character. Uh, perfectly played by Carl Weathers. Yeah. And he's so good. Because obviously he's doing the same kind of stuff that he does in Rocky 2, but he's just a one-handed <laughs> golf player who... Yeah. Gets, who dies a horrible death. So. He, he plays it straight, really, doesn't he? Mm. Like, he's yeah. not the one cracking any jokes. Like, the situation is funny that he's in, but he's not saying, like, other than it's all in the hips, 
He's not making what you would call like punchlines, right? No, he's just taking everything very seriously in that he's got one an eye in a jar from the alligator. Yeah, that he carries <laughs> around still with him. Alive. Yeah, he carries around with him and it's and he's still alive and living at the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um I love as well that the first time you see Chubbs, he's coaching a little girl to play golf and he's just reading the newspaper and he's just like nonchalantly saying to himself it's all in the hips yep you've got this it's all in the hips like he's his catchphrase from later on is there but he's saying it with no feeling and he's all checked out yeah until happy reinvigorates his love of the beautiful game yeah he's up there as one of the great coaches of comedy sports films along with uh rip torn -torn. dodgeball (laughs) who Who also also dies it's a tragic death (laughs) <laughs> just at the moment where we needed them the most. Yeah. It's just the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing, isn't it? They both yeah. have the exact same character arc as Obi-Wan in like the original Star Wars. Obi-Wan Kenobi doesn't get fall out of a window. <laughs> no, but he, get, he dies and just becomes a jacket. Yeah, he, does. <laughs> he dies and becomes a coat. <laughs> he gets coated. Um, I'm trying to think of other sports comedy films. I feel like that's the big trope, the, the coach dying. Yeah, it it's I mean it's because that's what happens in um in Rocky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I forgot in Rocky Rocky three, I think the coach dies. Yeah. Um M- Mickey. I'm trying to think what other sports comedies there even are. It's now not like, all them a bit crap. I feel like there's a lot, but there aren't many that are that good, is there? No, there's not. I'm just looking at like she's the man. Does anyone die in Talladega Nights? No. Oh. They say that that kid died, but then he's hiding behind a wall. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of bench warmers. No one died. No, no one dies in Blades of Glory. All the something bad does always happen, like off screen, but the death is the biggest, the biggest the, of them all. The longest yard, Chris Rock explodes. Oh, yeah, he dies. Isn't his character literally called Coach? <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Doc, is it? Thief. <laughs> is he he's not Thief? called Thief. Smuggler. <laughs> His name's not Smuggler. <laughs> What's his name? But he does die in a horrible way, mm. which is great. Longest yard. Doc he plays caretaker. <laughs> caretaker. I knew it was a job. <laughs> Such a rubbish name. Um, but yeah, this is definitely the best one and the best use of that kind of side character that dies uh, yeah. because it pays off with him in heaven. <laughs> with oh what? my God. Playing the piano. I got my handbag. <laughs> and then he starts singing a, a Carpenter's song. Yeah, another, we've only just begun. Another appearance of the Carpenters in these films. You um, love it. I love but it. The best is his force ghost at the end over yeah. the house. Him, the crocodile, and Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. such a funny payoff. And it's also quite, I don't know, it's quite sweet, the end of this film. I think that's what works, is that even though it's so silly, it is quite nice as well and fun. and Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. They're asking him what he's waving at. Yeah, <laughs> just him waving at his ghosts in the past. Kevin Nealon appears as, as another golf player. He's kind of like a hippie hippie guy who keeps saying to like get into the spirit or something. It's not much to say about him, though, is there? No. Really? He's funny. Yeah, I think that's all, that's all the main ones, I think. Um, yeah, I'm sure if there's any other that stand out, they'll come up. But yeah, overall, it's just it's just so 
solid. I don't know if what else to really say about it. Like, no, there there isn't like much to say that probably hasn't already been been said really. But what big bits really made you like laugh? The big bit in this one was the, and I think it was the same in the last one, but I forgot about it. Is the joke where he thinks about like his happy place, <laughs> and it's his his girlfriend holding two pitches of beer in underwear, his grandma yeah. playing uh, a jackpot machine, the jackpot machine, but in a feather boa, yeah. and then a, a dwarf cowboy. And then it gets corrupted as well, and Shooter McGavin just keeps kissing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and his grandma's got the kiss mask on, and Shooter McGavin, like, swallows the tongue. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. That... And- yeah, I think the, the dwarf cowboy joke really, really works. I think they did a similar one in Billy Madison, some like crazy dream. Yeah, they did. When he keeps seeing the swan think, and stuff like that. Yeah, and the penguin. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's a, more of that. And it's just brilliant. Uh, what about you? What was the highlights this time? I don't know. But the fact that I've watched it this many times and it still makes me laugh. I think, do you know what? The one for me is when he goes on the date with Virginia and they go to the ice rink and they're skating. And then the camera like zooms out, and then the guy who's been driving the is it called a Zamboni? Zamboni? Yeah, the thing. The thing that does the ice, the ice machine, <laughs> whatever yeah. it is. He's just like on a side profile, just miming along to "Endless Love," <laughs> and it goes on for so long, and he's just singing it with all of his heart. And I, I love that bit. I don't know why. It was really good, just because it's yeah. so disconnected from everything else, and it's just so weird. I love that bit. Yeah, I like that they have lots of silly gags as well, just like you say, just in the background that you might not even see if you're like not paying full attention. So there's just there's just so many good jokes and it's just so good. Yeah. Uh, there there isn't really anything that bad to say about it. Like I genuinely couldn't see why someone wouldn't like this film. No, I don't think this I haven't got a bad thing Unless to say you've got about no joy. it. Yeah. There's lots I of fun montages. Is, for me, good this pacing. is better than every Jim Carrey film. I think your dad's wrong. I mean yeah, I I kind of I think I might agree. Yeah, I'd rather watch this than The Mask. Yeah, me too. And more than an Ace Ventura. Think, yeah, yeah, I think the same. This probably more is. Than Sonic the Hedgehog, but not the second one. You'd want to watch the second Sonic the Hedgehog more than Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, it is just great. I love that opening montage as well, the home video bit. Yeah of them going to an ice hockey game hit hard for me because I've just been to my first ever ice hockey game the other one, day yeah yeah went to see the the Sheffield Steelers playing against the Cardiff Devils nice. and the Devils beat us <laughs> on our home turf oh uh, it's good though because it is like it's quite American so it is quite like flashy and silly and stuff and there's a lot of American players as well but it is also a bit naff because it's in the UK and they must all just be like retired or just a bit shit because <laughs> they're like, why are they playing in Sheffield now? That's a good film idea, isn't it? Um, an American hockey player getting sent to the UK. Yeah, and having to live in Sheffield. It's just Ted Lasso, but for hockey, but still. Yeah. Yeah, having it's... to live in Sheffield, the ultimate insult. Because <laughs> that's what I find mad. There's a guy who plays for the Sheffield Steelers, is this really like big American guy with a massive bald head, massive beard. And he must just live in the like outskirts of Sheffield. <laughs> I'm just obsessed with it. I think he's from like what's what's a very American like Oregon or something. Like he's from Nebraska. like Michigan. I can't remember where this guy's from. He's from Tennessee. Let me find him. Sheffield Steelers. 
Sheffield Steelers Texan player. Well, He's not boys. Te- yeah, he, he plays the big cowboy hat. <laughs> howdy, boys. You got any of that Henderson's rush for me to put on my dog? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what did you... Henderson's relish, yeah. Yeah. Put yeah. some Henderson's relish on these cheese fries. I'm going down to Meadow Hall at the weekend. <laughs> Shut up. Going ahead to Geek Shack. Get oh my myself God. a new drone. <laughs> Have a... Have a look at him. His name's Colton Sorcerman. <laughs> name's Colton Sorcerman. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Colton Sorcerman. Like Where's he from? What's his? So he's he's from Colorado Springs. <laughs> that is proper American. Yeah, he's thirty-one. Oh, he's yeah. from, have you have you googled him? Sorcerman's a mad name, isn't it? Colton Sorcerman. He's so it cool looking. He looks. He looks like he could play rugby. Yeah, he's just a big boy. Isn't he? Colton Sorcerman is a it's a fucking great name, isn't it? It's American. awesome, isn't it? Yeah, I was gonna get a jersey with Sorcerman's name on it. So if he doesn't commit any atrocities, <laughs> <laughs> he's just in Sheffield loving the Hendo's relish. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what's he doing? Like going down Pyminster having a pie, <laughs> just in this cold, wet, <laughs> boring city. Like, it's just so funny to me that they've. These ice hockey lads having to move all the way from Colorado to Sheffield. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's mad as well that they have a goon that fights the other team. Is that a player? Yeah, do they just hire a guy who's just like the fighter and then they just like have being a fight? The beater in Quidditch. Yeah, but imagine if you, the beater was beating up the children or whatever. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> if audience. there's. They just start having a big fight in the middle of the game. They take their gloves off and they just start. Fighting, I like that. That's very good. It's good. Uh, well, I'll have to check out some hockey, and in What's the meantime, it? I definitely won't ever watch golf. I was going to say, if you got any experience with golf or played golf, or I played it a bit. Well, we played it at your stag do. That links back to the start. The driving range that was good. Yeah, I like that. I just don't like the idea of having to do like ten courses of it. I tell you when I uh part, I was parking cars at a golf course. Yeah, I remember that. I was out in the rain all recent. day. Yeah, I was doing a. They were doing a charity golf day with this charity I worked for. So I was there, like, helping park cars, and then all these old guys started shouting at me. Were you cleaning <laughs> all the windows like Alan Covert in this? I should have done that, but he, they were like <laughs> went down and parked in a field that the chairman had told me they couldn't park in. So I was like, mm. "Oh, get off the field." The chairman said, "There's another spot." The chairman said, like, "You can't park there." <laughs> Well, they went back like, tell the chairman that we'll part where we want. And this event should have been organised properly. <laughs> I was like, I love you being golf, Karen. I Get off the lawn. No, I wasn't being golf, Karen. I was getting showered at oh, by yeah. the you upper were class. Karen. I met Pete McKee, though, who's a, a notable Sheffield artist. Jesus he's a, Christ. So he's an artist in Sheffield. He, he's very famous graffiti. for painting. Yeah, he does graffiti. He paints uh, uh, old men getting off with old ladies <laughs> in this cartoon style. He's a great artist. And he's also in a band, uh, which are a Sheffield-based band. Oh, my God. What are they called? It better not they, be a parody band. They're the parody band. That sake. They sing. Uh, what do they sing? They're called like unaccompanied minors. They're not called unaccompanied <laughs> minors. <laughs> But it's miners as if they're down the mines. I wish they were called... Oh, shit. What is the name of the band? They it sing a, like... It's a stupid pun, isn't it? Yeah, instead of like... 
yellow. It's called Hendos. Yeah, I know. So they go spoken about this before, and it's the Everly funny. Pregnant Brothers. There we go. Yeah, it's a shit pun. Unaccompanied yeah. minors is better. Well, yeah, but the Everly Pregnant Brothers, whatever, and they sing songs about pie. Uh, stuck in the little with you. I'm so sick of this. We've done no, this before. And it's and then not this funny. one here, which is sad. <laughs> Little isn't even just a northern thing. They're, they're everywhere. <laughs> no oven, no pie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You say this man's an artist. He sounds like, like a... No, no, no. Like, oh my God, they've done two songs about the hole in the road. No. <laughs> Jesus. Um, They'll be what? on about the, the pit that was on fire near you for all that time soon. They do one called uh, Don't Thou Want Me Baby. <laughs> they have a song called Tesco Express. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I bet it's about Tesco Express. <laughs> they're, lo- they're local legends. They're, they're very well known in Sheffield. Pete McKee is a fantastic artist and illustrator. I love him. I love his style. And I met him. I shook his hand hmm. at the golf course. And I was like, "Good, have a good day at the course. Whatever. We had Chaz and Dave down here. Did you They're see? Better. That is good. I like Chaz and Dave. Yeah, their music actually means something. It, it means <laughs> right. Everly Pregnant Brothers. Their music means something to the people of Sheffield and South Yorkshire. Fair play to them. God, you said. Look, you're so hateful. <laughs> you're just looking there, just like silly. pissed off. Yeah, it's just a little talk I... about golf. It's not about golf, is it? When you're talking about pies all the time. I w- well, they were playing golf, and then after that, I got a pie and I put some Henderson's relish on it, oh, and it geez. was lovely because I'd spent all day out in the rain. Were it? Were actually lovely. It was bloody lovely, actually, <laughs> out there on the on the course. It was alright. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, cheese grommet. Is he? Is he from Yorkshire? What is nah, he grommet? From, I think he's from Lancashire. Lancashire, maybe. Yeah. Nah. Wait. The they're from Yorkshire, but the actor was from Lancashire. Because they do that joke, which is the Yorkshire border, that where they're going to throw the bomb is yeah. outside the Yorkshire border. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. You are proper like young Wallace. You you know young Sheldon? I'm dressed like Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> so today I'm wearing... I was thinking that jumper would look so good as a vest. See, yeah, you were... Like, just to... Because this is an audio podcast, I'm wearing a shirt with a jumper over the top, which has got a very funky pattern that Luke Terry said that just was distracting him at the start of this. (laughs) It's giving me sensory overload. And now you're saying I look like Wallace. Yeah, well, it's better than Bill Cosby. Oh, for God's sake. That was the first one I said. Young, I love the idea of young Wallace being a live-action prequel to Wallace and Gromit, where he starts doing his inventions. But he wouldn't even he have the dog, would cheese. he? <laughs> yeah, the last episode's him getting the dog. Oh, right. So he's got or a the last life. series, maybe. So how old's Wallace? I'm gonna, I reckon he's 40s to start off with. I'd, that's mad. Maybe I'd older. Because he's, he's, he's like... Getting with people, isn't he? He's getting. With, he gets with Wendelin, and Wendelin yeah, has brown get with hair. People, when you're old, look, your dad. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> <laughs> My dad's fifty by fifty-three. I don't know why I said that, yeah. but I'm glad I did. Yeah, I'm glad you did. God damn! But no, like Wendelin doesn't look that old. Lady Tottington doesn't look that old. That Baker lady. 
That's his love. Hard to say when they're plasticine, though, isn't it? But they have brown. They don't have grey hair. But he's bald. But he, I'm bald. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 28. (laughs) Well, you're saying that bald people are old. It does make you look old. Well, yeah, but like, who gives a shit? Like, what? His house is decorated very old. Yeah, but it was from the past. Like, it's the north. That's what all houses just look like. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And he you lives alone with a dog. I bet if we Googled it. Right, do you want me to see? How old is Wallace? William Wallace. Yeah, it's going to come up with something not, that I don't want. Oh, my God. So he was born in 1959. So at the time of Grand Day Out, he was 30 years old. <laughs> oh, Two God. years older than me and you. It's proper rough up north, isn't it? It is. And then apparently... He's if he's 30 and... <laughs> It's saying that he's currently 62, but that means that that makes Gromit like 38. Oh, God. That, that can't be right. That can't be right. I love that. I love 30. that he's only 30. And Gromit's four to five. How is he only 30 and he's that old? He's not That's that bad. old, is he? He looks so old. Anyway, should we go on to our Sandler scale? Let's do a nice quick little Sandler scale. Yeah, let's do a quick Sandler scale. It's been so... a bloody good episode. We've had a lovely time. Now let's see how tropey Happy Gilmore is. I think this film is the one that started it all with the tropes, really, other than Billy Madison. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of them that we've picked were because of this film. So how did you do on yours? I did really, really well. I got all but two. So I got mm. seven, seven ticks on my bingo sheet. Um, my bingo came at 18 minutes, 45 seconds and was a cross, a cross on the board. Very nice. So I got it in the middle. In no particular order, I got hit in face. I've just put hockey violence. I think quite early there's a lot of hockey violence. His dad gets hit in the face and dies. Yeah, by the puck. Yeah, it kills him. Um, yeah. Violent kids, young happy, hits his, hits his dad in the face of a puck. Yeah. He's very violent from a young age, very aggressive. Uh, 70s or 80s rock song plays. Over that montage, there's Leonard Skinner. I don't know what the song's called, but I know it's them. It's just a nice guitar. Nice property, Grandma's Massive, Massive House, which they're the bank is selling for the same price, obviously different currency, but that's like the price that my flat is selling for, like a tiny one-bedroom flat. That's so weird, because and that is a gorgeous, like, big, lovely house. house. Big garden. Different time, though, the 90s. Oh, let's not get into housing market. Yeah, it's very sad. sad. Um, And I also had Pepsi. And I think this is the one that has the most Pepsi-related things ever. Yeah. They talk about it a lot. They mention it a lot. I'd say there's one... shooters asking for one, but then they do a tournament called the Pepsi Am Challenge. Yeah. There's opportunities for a lot of product placement in this in general, which Mm -hmm. I'll get into on mine, but yeah. It kind of works. Uh, I also had Maniac Villain, <laughs> Shooter McGavin, easy. And Slow Mo, which was one of the golf shots right at the end. Yeah. That was the last one I ticked. I didn't tick Shirtless Sandler. I think he had big jerseys and big t shirts on for most of this film. I can't think of a moment where he was shirtless. He did get wet quite a few times, but he didn't take his top off. Nah. Um, he just stood in the, in the sodden shirts. Um, <laughs> I also had Peter Dante, who I actually did think was in this, but he wasn't. No. Didn't appear at all. But we yeah. haven't seen Peter Dante in a while. No, we I haven't. Mean, good yeah. riddance. <laughs> good riddance. <laughs> but yeah, pretty successful Sandler scale. How was yours? Um, yeah, also got a line, uh, got quite a few squares. So my line was Alan Covert, and that was the moment that I got the line. So that was 34 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Um, good at sports. It's a bit hard at first, I think, to kind of levy up because 
I forgot he's bad at ice hockey, but he's also a bit good at one particular thing in it, but he's yeah. not very good. Uh, I ended up doing it for when he played golf and won that trophy because I was like, that's a mm-hmm. definite sign that he's good. And that's I think maybe... Drive straight away. Yeah, I think it's when Julie Bowen says, oh my God, like no one could do that. I think yeah. it's the moment where I was like, nah, that's good at sports. But he does also fail quite a lot in this, mm-hmm. which adds to the stakes. In a lot of these films, he's just good. Yeah. But he uh, they, he has to learn something. He has to learn how to do the small shots yeah, and to calm his to rage. Control it. Yeah, you're um, right. So yeah, good good use of good at sports. Final bit of the line was product placement. So I got that for the Pepsi name drop, but also there is a whole uh, extra small side story where he becomes the spokesperson for Subway. Mm-hmm. And then for the rest of the film, he wears a Subway logo on his shirt, yeah. which is interesting as a bookend to our episode one to episode 100 because our first ever episode had an appearance from a Subway spokesperson and imprisoned paedophile Jared Fogle, which is a little bit that we spoke about in that that you cut out at the time. Oh, yeah. Because you were too scared. I didn't really know much about the guy. You've read his autobiography, so you know a bit more about him. I know about the man. (laughs) He's he's my mastermind. (laughs) (laughs) Bad, really bad guy. guy. Uh, Interesting that we've got another one. I actually forgot the subway part in this. Yeah, subway Um, things are quite a big part of it. And but I think what's... again, it works organically enough because it's about him trying to earn money, so he doesn't care about selling out. Yeah, the product placement works in service of the plot. Like he's only pro- doing all the product placement because of how, yeah, him being a sports personality fits in the story, and also mm-hmm. at the same time, the filmmakers, the actors are making a lot of money for actually doing product placement. It's very, yeah. very clever. And but I again, think that's... though, and another bit, I don't know if you noticed, but when he first comes into the flat, when his girlfriend breaks up with him right at the start, um, he's like, oh, I've got Subway for dinner and he's got a big bag of subs. Like, it's, yeah. it's seeded early. Yeah. The guy loves Subway. Yeah, and that makes him a good spokesperson. I think that Adam Sandler is criticised for product placement quite often, but it's incredibly clever business. And yeah. this film highlights Isn't it. Isn't it by... part of the story is a good idea, isn't it? It weaves it so effortlessly into the story and it works. It al- and... Yeah, it almost doesn't feel heartless. Yeah, he can wear a Subway sandwich logo at the, e- the final scene of the film and you don't even think anything of it. You're just like, oh yeah, that's his character. He's got to do this. But I, I think it's clever business practice and he deserves the money <laughs> from them, these companies. The other things I got, I got hit in nuts um, in a few of the fight scenes. No, I didn't I didn't literally <laughs> get hit in the nuts, no. And then I got fast food for Subway. Subway, yeah. No matter how much Jared Fogel claimed that he lost all that weight because it's so healthy... Oh, yeah, First I forgot of all, about the weight thing. You can never lose being a paedophile. Yeah. Can't lose yeah, your criminal you can't record. You can't really undo that, can you? You can't lose certain images off your computer either, Ugh. as as he found out. And also, I, it is fast food. It's fast, it's fast it made, yeah. and I don't think it's healthy. Fuck them. Mm. I reckon you can have it healthy, but it'd be boring. Yeah. Whatever. I've had Subway in ages. I haven't had Subway either. My brother always gets them, and I'm always like, this look naff. Not a fan. I did quite like it, but it's very overpriced. And the yeah, it's very thing kind of kills it a bit. Yeah. Sandler sings. Um, I don't remember that happening. I remember it. He sings Does it? the intercom when his girlfriend walks out on him. He sings, of course, yeah. I want to kiss you all over, over again. 
and then of that course, lady yeah. hears it. The deliver. I think she's like a delivery lady. Isn't it a little boy? Little boy first, and then a older woman hears it. Right. Okay. And she comes into the flat and sleeps with him. And then right. as, he's, as he's leaving, she's like, "Do you not? Do you not want breakfast?" <laughs> I think that was my first laugh of the film. <laughs> yeah, you have such a photographic man. Right. Uh, you might be able to help me with the last two then. Illiterate and fart. Were there jokes of either of them? Um, illiterate means you can't read, doesn't it? It's not like just yeah. getting something wrong or whatever. Yeah, yeah not being able to read. Don't think there was any of that. No. And farts. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think I heard a fart. I didn't hear a fart. Uh, I saw a fair amount of joking about pissing and and stuff like that, like in that opening montage. Yeah, there's jokes about pissing, there's jokes about shit, but I don't think a fart. No, not like a noticeable fart. To be fair, I might have actually got a line very early on then because he came with subways and he sang, so maybe that opening scene actually. Yeah, you probably actually did get yours faster than mine, it sounds Probably like like 10 minutes, but I didn't even notice it, so I think you still win. So yeah, very good sound scale this time. Mm -hmm. Very successful, loads of the tropes. Well, there's only one thing left to do before we start talking about our fit, fit bodies. (laughs) You got a metaphor lined up under the sleeve of that big jumper? Oh yeah. Fucking hell, you know what? I have like we've not recorded in a month and I've just forgotten. I was so close to being like, Granddad, do you remember what my name is? (laughs) (laughs) I look so puzzled. Uh, so what was that, my boy? So you've got Happy Gilmore, you've got it in your arms, and you're teeing it up and you're putting it on that little, that little silly little cone. that golf players thing and you, you're rifling through your bag and you get one of those ones that make it go far <laughs> nine no, no. driver a driver you pull out the driver and you're gonna hit lift up and swing and you're gonna hit it now you're gonna hit it really really hard and fast and aim it perfectly and do maybe a record shot as oh, you hit so. it right into the castle where it'll be celebrated with Billy Madison, wedding singer, Waterboy. Waterboy's another sports film. Oh, of That's course. another good sports film. We're That's idiots, aren't we? One. We've watched loads. So we'll be celebrated there. Or are you going to fail in your shot because someone is shouting and distracting you and you get angry and you go into your happy place and you see me getting off with your wife and your oh. grandma and <laughs> my, my grandma dead of six your, years yeah rest in peace <laughs> you see me menacingly intruding in your happy place and you get distracted oh. and it knocks it off course and it lands in into the sandler pit where it's going to rot with the real rob <laughs> Men, women, and children. Marshall Chronicles. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, firstly, I just want to clarify my wife would not be in my happy place. And then secondly, I just want to say, <laughs> oh. I'm, jo- I'm joking, of course she would. I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? It's got to be in the Sandler Castle. Like, the best way to end this is why we purposely left this till last is like, it's nice to go out on a high. Um, But yeah, I, I, there's no like other way to look at it. It's just pretty much like a perfect comedy film i guess it's not like it's not an excellent film all round but like there's something for everyone i feel like every time i watch it i get something a little bit different i'd say out of we've done 100 episodes of this and i think this is one that i know that i'm going to regularly watch again you know i will see this 
at least another five times before I die. Like I'm going to watch it again. It's a good film. You can't go wrong with Happy Gilmore. I'd recommend it to people, which is more than I can say for probably everything that we've watched this year on this podcast, I bet. Other than like, what, Tommy Boy? <laughs> mm. But yeah, it's it's a banger. It's a great film. Very funny. Still makes me laugh after all this time. So yeah, Sound the Castle, without a doubt. I hope you agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is definitely going into the Sound the Castle. I liked it quite a lot when we first watched it. I like it a lot more now. And I think mm-hmm. coming off the back of 60 other films as well, this is a really nice way to kind of close it off. This is a a very, very good comedy film in total. The writing is really strong. The acting is really strong. The side characters are very, very memorable. Uh, the stakes are very high. The things it has to say about class and culture are pertinent and interesting. And it's a masterpiece of sports comedy. And it's just really good. And if you haven't seen it before, then then you should watch it and give it a go. Just for sure, McGavin. Even though we've discussed every single joke in it already. Yeah, we've discussed most of the jokes and all the characters, but even then, you should still give it a watch in case we miss something. There will be some surprises. Yeah, there definitely will be. Uh, But yeah, really, really good film. Perfect. Well, what a a lovely discussion we've had. Now let's talk about how our bodies are looking. Our bodies, yeah. Uh, So (laughs) cue the theme. As you can see, the two Sandler Pit boys are starting to get really fit. Fit, fit. Luke and Luke are becoming real fit boys, just like me. It ain't about how hard you get it. It's about how hard they become real fit boys. They're almost as fit as I was when I got slapped that time. They are going to be real fit boys. Real fit boys. Real fit boys. Welcome back to Real Fit Boys. It's been a little bit of time since we recorded the last segment that you would have heard. And we're coming at you now with a a quite serious update on the health of Luke Thomas. Luke, if you can, would you be able to explain the circumstances of your your day? Yeah, so you're facing. Yeah, I'll I'll let everyone know. Um, So I went today to the opticians and I had an eye test and they did the whole, do you want to look at these glasses? I always play around like I put them all on. I'm At the laughing. same time. <laughs> to get the perfect vision. <laughs> now, I always put them on and like try them on and look at myself in the mirror and everything. But I'm, I've never, ever needed glasses, ever. And once they went in and they said my eyesight was nearly perfect. They said like 2020, like perfect. And I've just been told that I have astigmatism in my left eye. Uh, I don't know what the number was. He said, like, if it's one or two, it's fine, but yours is a three. Oh. And he said that it means my eye is <laughs> the shape of an egg <laughs> or something like that, rather than being a ball. It's like an oval. I love that you're making such a fuss about this because I had the exact same experience like five months ago. I know. I've well, just not really worn my glasses since because my eyesight is still perfect. But like my eyes, you've been you made comments about it in the Leo episode. You made many a comment before we started. That's because you were tired and hungover, though, wasn't it? It was because I was tired. I wasn't hungover. You keep on saying you weren't hungover, but you definitely were. I wasn't hungover. I was just tired. But my eyes were fucked, and my eyes have been fucked for days. And and I've and I've gotten I've found out what's wrong with them. And he described it to me in layman's terms because he said a word. I'll have to look up the word because I actually don't remember it. But what he told me was that I suffer from eye dandruff. Conjunctivitis. 
I've not even looked it up yet. I just found out the word. And then and then he said It's because it's the only place with hair on your body, your eyelashes. <laughs> so it's all like rained down from the top of my head. It's called blepharitis. I don't know what that is. I've heard of that. Blepharitis, it's where the edges of your eyelids become red and swollen. Symptoms of blepharitis include sore eyelids, itchy eyes, and a gritty a, gri- a gritty feeling in the eyes. What, all the uh, time? Do you have that? All the, yeah, my eyes always hurt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just thought this is how it, being in your mid-twenties was. But now, what have you got to do to cope with it? I've got to clean my eyelids. Or, or use lift them up. I don't know. I've got to get in there. I mean, if any listener is an expert around optics, then just let me know because I think I just have to clean it. I feel a new pod idea coming on. Real blind boys, mate. I'm really worried now about my eyes. Like this is really fucked me off because I've You're been such a hypochondriac, man. Like everyone of a certain age just gets glasses. I didn't it's like expect a fact of life. I didn't expect this diagnosis. When I it's not today. that serious, man. It's not. You had to sit me down. Something. Yeah. It, it, well, it, yeah, of course you had to sit down. Everyone has to sit down to do eye tests. No, so he said sit down. I need to tell you something bad. You've got eye dandruff and you've got a 0.75 stigmatism. I love the idea of him whipping out a little white bottle with a blue lid and it's called like eyelids and lashes or something <laughs> instead of heads and shoulders. You've got to use that. <laughs> Honestly, if there's any like, if anyone has any recommendations for eye creams, eye <laughs> things, like my eyes are really sore. That was why I booked in. I was like, what's wrong with my eyes? And now I know. Well, I actually booked in because I just got that notification that I'd not been for like two years or something. My 2020 vision gone. Like my sister has astigmatism and I've mocked her for the last decade, calling her like a specky freak. And now look at me. That's called karma, mate. It's not I've, good. I've got the same thing though. It's fine. Yeah, like, there's nothing you've got, really to you've it. You've got hair. <laughs> yeah. You've got eyelashes. Damn you! <laughs> it's it's all right, but I just being don't born... choose some stupid little like brains from Thunderbirds glasses that you. I think was thinking of some like little circular clear. glasses. No, not little circular fucking like Dumbledore John glasses. John Lennon, little John Lennon's. Um... That's too much round when you think about it. Because your round head, it's too much <laughs> round. I was thinking like the rounded top of the glasses. What square uh... bottoms? <laughs> no, I'll I'll send you a picture. I'll send you a picture like like this. I think you should have a pair of aviators. Like Stanley Tucci. You're not Stanley Tucci though, are you? I could be Stanley Tucci. I'm bald. I have Mate, they stubble. would not see you. Well, like, they're like hipster glasses. That's like some, oh, I've just been to see Harry Potter in 3D and poked the lenses out. Now I'm wearing these glasses to be quirky in sixth form. They're not like them. They are. Like, that's a, I want, that's, I want that's real. That shape is real D 3D glasses. I want glasses that basically are just the exact same size as my little eyes, just really small. I like the idea really, of you really having um, having shutter shades, but <laughs> instead of like them being plastic, it's just actual glasses lenses that have been uh, separated. <laughs> it's got prescription <laughs> shutter shades. <laughs> I'm going to rock up to Vision Express tomorrow and demand that. Who's the old man in Dragon Ball Z? Um, That's what I reckon you're going to look like. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Fuck off. I'm not going to look like that. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> That's That's that is you. That's not me. I don't look like Master that. Roshi. Master Roshi. Master Roshi. That's what you're going to look like. That's some fucking bullshit. I mean, who, who else bald with glasses? There's Walter the kind White. of the gadget show. Walter White. You're going to get Walter White straight away, especially this if is you the... keep wearing your fedora. 
<laughs> and keep selling drugs to teenagers <laughs> and hanging around with kids in caravans <laughs> and being horrible to your wife. Oh no! Show me, show me your glasses. Show me your glasses. I might start wearing them some more. We could both wear them in solidarity. The same time, the same pair. Yeah, but I've I've really fucked off people in my life about my perfect eyesight. I've been really like cruel about it. Yeah, me too. Like I, do I have. Love, I still think I've got perfect eyesight. I think I was just on a bad day when I did the eye test. Yeah, me too. I think I was just on a bad day because of my fucked eyelids, because of my eye dandruff. You not got eye drops? No, not yet. I've only just had the diagnosis. Oh, I got eye drops straight away when I got mine. Have you chosen your glasses? No, I haven't done anything because they. I went into Vision Express in Sheffield and everyone was like going, oh God, I can't wait to go home. And everyone just talking like that. What was the staff? Like all the staff were talking amongst themselves, like can't wait to go home. I I hate how much I always like miss the bus because there's always someone picking stuff right at the end. They were all talking amongst themselves. So I came out my eye test and I was so sure that I wouldn't need glasses that I didn't even look before. You thought that would be it? Yeah. So I just said like, right, I'm I'm, going to come in tomorrow and, and pick one because I'm not standing here like a dickhead. Look online maybe. Yeah, I could look online. I uh, reckon so we should get some clear lenses, uh, clear frames. I'm not getting clear frames. I look oh, exactly I like the guys from the gadget show. I I'm tried some on, but these are just these are just safe. They're very safe little square glasses. See, I think that they look shit though. Like, I think if oh, they had a fine. bit of a curvature, you'd look really handsome. I think you look like a nerd. When I put these on, I do. You know how like everyone always says it's so stupid that Clark Kent gets away with hiding that he's Superman. Yeah. I put some on and went into work and someone who I'd spoke to so much the day before was like, what's your name again? <laughs> Glasses, Luke. <laughs> I oh, really went see, under I... the radar with him. I'd hung out with him quite a lot. I don't want to be known as Glasses, Luke, you know. <laughs> Mate, it would be a fucking blessing if that was the only nickname you got called. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. But yeah, I was like winding up like Andy Oates. I, I used to say that all cinema screens were IMAX to me. So if you went to an IMAX screen, it would be the same as me going to a regular screen because my eyes were that good. I used to say that all all the time. And now look at me, I'm like, I've been humbled with my oval eye and my eye dandruff. (laughs) The idea that seeing a film for you now looks like seeing it through like binoculars. There's like a little (laughs) egg-shaped outline on everything that you see. (laughs) Uh, Well, what I really want to ask though is what glasses can I wear in the gym? Do you wear glasses in the gym? No. Does anyone? I don't know. What about the blind? Or like people who need them all the time? What? How do they do it? If you're blind, glasses aren't going to fucking help, are they? Yeah. Audio description. They need braille. <laughs> like, how would you do that if you were blind? The, the treadmill doesn't have a braille setting, does it? When you put headphones <laughs> in and it could say to you, like... I bet that... I mean, I don't know. Them, there's If you touch the buttons on like a treadmill or anything, they're raised. Mine's they're probably... all touchscreen. Is it? Mm. Oh, I don't know. I've never thought about this. I was meaning more like the guys who need like glasses. It's really, all the it's time. made you. It's really changed your perspective on the world, though. You're already being more considerate to the blind. I am being more considerate to the blind and the people. It's been two hours since you've been diagnosed with glasses. <laughs> now suddenly you're seeing the world through a different lens. It's the end awesome. of my year-long so arc. Awesome. <laughs> <I think> I'm nice. <laughs> 
most importantly though i think let's let's park the glasses stuff to one side because yeah. it isn't that exciting really <laughs> it's just a bit exciting, isn't made it? a massive mountain out of the smallest molehill it's just happened yeah but it still means nothing i oh. i just didn't mention mine i just turned up wearing glasses sometimes i know but you know like we need a bit of drama for the podcast you know it's it's all good putting aside the fact that you are now legally classed as blind can you at least see any progress with your body <laughs> <laughs> well uh what was i can't remember when we last recorded this like when was the last update it's been a couple of weeks yeah been quite a while i think i think the last time you'd was it the one when you you were a bit gutted you'd had all these goals yeah i think it was that one i mean that could be any of them you had right? all these goals oh i'm gonna cut i need to get before the next episode i want to get down to just under 15 stone and you that because that was like your end goal we're really mm. rapidly approaching the end of the year now nearly yeah. in December at time of recording. Yeah, I think that was your that was your big goal. You were going to do a big cut and just stick to going to the gym. So what's the current status? What is a week in the life of Luke Thomas in November 2023? <laughs> Since the last time we recorded, I've been really good, actually. Like, um, I've been on a quite a good cut. I'm down to, I think, I weighed myself earlier and it was like 15 stone, like three and a half or something. I think that means you've lost half a pound since the five <laughs> weeks ago that we recorded. <laughs> Whatever, I don't care. But yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I've been going like five times a week. But this last week, I've been working late and working like like double shifts and overtime and stuff like that. So I've not been going to the gym as frequently. I am going to go actually tonight after we finish recording this. You look so tired though. Are you really going to go? Yeah, it's again. <laughs> I don't look, look fucking. T- I don't look tired. That's just you the, got like those the, forehead lines. And... Eye dandruff. You like this? It's the eye dandruff. I've told it's you my eyes are fucked. I've already just told you my eyes are fucked, and now you're like, why are you looking so tired? It's the my crow's eyes. feet as well don't help. Oh, for God's sake! I mean, well, none of us are getting younger. You don't look great. No, I'm really young. You look terrible. It's, is it snowing in Sheffield or is it just your eye dandruff? <laughs> God damn. But no, oh. I've been uh, really enjoying the gym recently, actually. And I've been getting into more of a cardio focus rhythm. And I've started doing the endless stair machine every single time I go in. How are you um, getting off it? I have to go endless. back down. <laughs> oh, no. Nah, so it's that, I don't know what they're called. It's where the mach- the stairs just appear, like infinite stairs. Elliptical, is it? Is that what they're called? They're called the elliptical? I think that's what it says on my watch, and it has like a stair machine when I've got my workouts. The infinite stair machine. Elliptical. Have you ever been on them? Oh, no, wait. An elliptical looks like a cross trainer. Is it just not called like a stair master or something? Stair climber or a stair stepper machine. So it's not that much steeper than what I said. Stairmaster 4G Series Gauntlet from StrengthX costs £3,999. Oh, wow, amazing. Just get one of them in my living room instead of a house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The price of a used car. (laughs) I've never been on one, though. How is it? They look horrible. Yeah, that's why I've started doing them. So I do like, I I couldn't even do like two minutes on it when I've started. Now I've got up to about like 10 minutes. But it is just miserable. It's just walking up or like jogging upstairs. And it's I feel like uh, if I did it, I'd have to do it really slow. I did it, I mix it. So I go like high intensity, then back to really slow, then high, hmm. then slow to like mix up a bit. Um, yeah. And then also like rowing machine at the start of the workouts and stuff like that. Um, I'm also trying to be like nicer and kinder, you know, 
I smile at people when I walk in. Oh God! Yeah. So I was support you probably. <laughs> oh <for> God! <laughs> I was really into frowning, and it's because I told you that I go at the same time as all the delivery drivers <laughs> from. Oh, the, right. The takeaway street on my road. I keep seeing them in hoodies with like Devonshire Chippy written on the back, which is a, <laughs> a chip shop in, in, in Sheffield. And these lads, they always come in at the same time as me and they're so annoying. And really? like, it's so loud. It's the smell just... of fish and chip grease. <laughs> just greasy chip boys. But now Getting they're... like onion grease on, on all the machines. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what it is about these, these dudes from the chip shop, but. They're just so annoying, and they're always like screaming and shouting whenever they do any weights, and they're just oh. like really annoying. And like, I'll go to fill up my water, and they jump on the machine. I'm still on, and I'm like, my phone's there, and like everything's still out. I'm clearly yeah. just grabbing a quick. You got to leave your phone on the seat, innit? And I know, and not enough to put them up. I put my phone on the seat, and they're like moving stuff out of the way. They sit on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's and phone it, has been in more chip boys asses than anyone there's this one guy there and he's like really hairy like his whole body is hairy he's really muscly as well mm. like massive muscly loads of acne on his back but really hairy he looks like a gorilla like he's got like, hell, mate. have you been really studying hairy. him <laughs> you can't not look at the man like he's He's like Bigfoot and he has a Mohican <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> all the way down his thing and then he was one of the guys and he was started moving all the stuff. And I was like, whoa, 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 sorry, I still have a set left. And he was like, make sure you make it more obvious in the future, mate. What do we do? Take the machine with you to the water fountain? Yeah, that's what I was like, God damn. So I've got to be either parched, <laughs> I guess, fill up before I go on a machine. But... but then you'll be either drinking loads of water or just unnecessarily running that tap. Yeah. It's not really on, is it? It's not on, no. So yeah, that but I'm still trying to be kinder. There's still a lot of like nice people in there. I, I reckon feel... take take a towel with you. A little towel. Put that on the on the chair. I don't want to be the person who did I tell you about, you know, the guy with the burns body? I, I <laughs> he brings a little towel with him and like a hanky. He's, yeah, it's like a dirty, sodden kitchen towel. <laughs> and uh the, a few weeks ago I saw it on a machine and he'd left it and he'd gone. So I just threw it in the, with it. Nah, threw it in the bin. Oh, you said you just started saying you're trying to be nicer in the gym and you're binning man's towels. <laughs> I bin this towel. That's so just hot. so he'd come in with a new one because it's so dirty. It's always the same one. It looks like it stinks. He probably washes it, maybe. Nah, I don't think probably he in the um shorts dryer thing. Yeah, that's I told you about the guy who Washed his... Puts his vest in there, doesn't he? He puts his vest in it. I couldn't picture it until I went to a Nuffield and I saw what it was like. And putting a, a vest in that is really disgusting. Yeah, isn't it bad? I don't even like really putting my shorts in it. I don't either. I have to wash weird. my shorts when I get home. Like <laughs> I mm. can't deal with it. It doesn't even really dry him, does it? No, it doesn't. Like if I, to be honest, I want it to come out like piping dry. Mm. Like, yeah, it's not it's in never... there long enough. But yeah, it's not that good. But yeah, I'm, I, in general, like I don't want to. I think the last week has been not as good, but mm. the the like three week build up to that was like really good. And I'm just getting back into the rhythm now that all the overtime stuff's finished. And but yeah, I'm actually very happy with it. Yeah, in general. How about you? I'm all right. I've like because I've started working again now. I'm now not as like hyper focused as I was, but mm. I've instead of going as often as I was. I think I told you I bought like this bar with these resistance band things on it. Mm. You could do most exercises with that. And I think it goes up to like, 
it says resistance of 90 kilograms. I don't think it is quite that because I seem to be able to do pretty much everything with it. And I yeah. definitely can't do that. But um, so I started using that on the days when I can't really be bothered to go to the gym. Like if I'm working from home, I just whip that out. It's supposed to be in meetings and stuff, but really I'm doing like bent over barbell lifts <laughs> on my bar. <laughs> but um, it's going to be good because like, I haven't been traveling for work yet, but mm. the next few weeks I'm away quite a bit. So I'm going to take that with me and just get in loads of evening workouts. I'm still eating healthy, but I'm I'm not counting calories anymore, which I think is nice. I'm not as yeah. obsessive, not obsessing over it. And I think I've found like a nice rhythm and now I know my tools. So like when I want to do a cut, I've got the tools that I need. I know what works. I know what doesn't. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm like in control of it. So do I'm going to. Yeah, I reckon so. I reckon over because I don't. I didn't really want to be like in the head, like the headspace I was for like June, where I was like, I'm counting everything. I'm I'm not gonna have anything with sugar in it. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. Mm. Like as good as it was, I managed to lose weight so quick and it stayed off. I didn't want to be like that when it's like Christmas and Christmas dinners coming out and stuff. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'll only have I'll only have six pigs in blankets. Like I'm gonna have eight. <laughs> <in it." laughs> but yeah it's quite nice i think i'm gonna do that until like probably into january yeah we just keep eating like to maintain or to or to put on weight and then i'll probably after that i think my work will calm down again so then i can go back to trying to lose a bit of weight but keep pushing for the gym and all that stuff and put i think i've put on like two two pounds or something like that but i'm still just like circling around 13 stones so yeah I'm pretty happy with that i think that's what? kind of my goal to stay around that what are you wanting to do now then what's your like i think just keep doing this keep building muscle and then trying to i don't know lose weight then build build it up again just keep building and building that strength up god it's repetitive isn't it it's just that's all it is yeah it's just that's why we couldn't do real fit boys forever no not really that much to it but yeah. um <laughs> like... especially if we're both just good <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's better when we have a horrible cr- like you need to have a horrible fall off the wagon That's yeah I just don't think it will happen and if it does I'll just be like yeah well I'm just gonna go back to doing what I was doing before I think you should bulk like really over January I was thinking a, about it but big it, bulk. It's, a, it's actually so much to eat isn't it yeah, it's like three. When they say you've got calories. to have like three thousand, four thousand calories. Like there was days when I was having two thousand four hundred and thinking like if I have anything else, I'll I'll feel sick. Oh, <laughs> oh, little man! Well, I just <laughs> eat, I eat I well, knew. don't I? I know I could easily crack out a like a, a six thousand calorie day, like easily. That's I think. so grim, though. I know it's grim, but like it's just easy isn't it like, as well if you're bulking you've kind of got to try and be careful that you're eating good stuff yeah yeah that's the problem it's like i saw some guy yeah I've, i forgot to tell you this i saw a guy doing a thing like oh how to bulk on a budget how to cut on a budget and all this stuff and was doing like an aldi shop or Lidl shop or whatever yeah he picked up an olive bottle of olive oil and was like yeah this is really good stuff like you get some big calories in with this but like oil doesn't have any other nutrients in it really does it it's just fat i think yeah and he was like yeah this is a really good way to like pack out your protein shakes to make sure you're getting more calories so this guy is having like i don't know he's having like cookies and cream (laughs) a little bit of milk protein and then pouring oil in it and just drinking it yeah that's that's, fucking weird isn't it that is fucked but did i tell you about when i first started wanting to do like i don't know not i hate saying the like term bodybuilding because nothing 
is bodybuilding or whatever, but like okay. at least trying to bulk and go to the gym and lift weights and stuff. Mm-hmm. When I first started doing that, I I was having uh, I'd have a protein shake with You're a scoop. about the eggs. Yeah, protein t- like an egg or two eggs. Sometimes the shell, a banana. Why did you put the shell in? Apparently, it's got loads of like I don't know calcium in it. That's so stupid. <laughs> then <laughs> and then like some turmeric. And then, like, I just added like loads and loads of vitamins and stuff into it. it was pack it out. It's it's fucking horrible. <laughs> I feel like this is why you're fucked. You're eating eggshells. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> why are you a but, fucking cat? <laughs> but I was like, I was blending it. Like, it was I don't fine. care, man. I always I, do you I was to always t- told that touching the inside of an eggshell can give you warts on your fingers. And you're That's putting not that inside true. your mouth. <laughs> this is why you're in this is uh, so grotesque. If, can I be honest as well with you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's because I watched you ate the, the video bottle as well, didn't you? No, nah, I didn't eat the bottle. I ate the car. <laughs> the car. <laughs> now I watched Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a like tour of his like fridge and then his gym. And in that, he I eat the eggs and he the eat the eggs and he was like, eat the shell. <laughs> it's good for you. And I'm like impressionable as fuck so i was just like yeah all right fine i'll start eating the shell i i've watched a lot of arnie's work and i know the man's got a hell of a sense of humor and i think he's just pulled one right over on you you he's pulled your pants right up and stuck them over your head I'm really worried i've incriminated myself as well because i'm worried that video might have gone on a long ago (laughs) <laughs> you've recently eaten an eggshell no i haven't recently but i'm worried that it's like not that long ago you know yeah because i think the only time it's acceptable to have eaten an eggshell is when you're like a naughty toddler and it's in your bin or something uh, it, it was four years ago okay uh, <laughs> but i mean i was 24 yeah. years old eating eggshell <laughs> eating an eggshell <laughs> <laughs> they say you are what you eat and now you have proper eggheads what do you do what do you eat an eggshell well right now uh yeah on air? No, mate. I don't have any eggs at the moment, but I'm not going to eat one. I'm not going to eat the eggshell. Oh, that's a shame. That's shame. I hate it even when you get a little tiny bit. Do you want me when to you've eat... done like scrambled eggs and there's a little bit me... there. Do you want me to eat one now? <laughs> Is that what you got for dinner? Eggshells. I, I mean, I've got an egg. I've got an egg. Do you want me to eat an egg? <laughs> <laughs> what? Can you do it that you don't even crack it? You stick the egg straight <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> Oh, go on, do it. Would it like that'd be nuts <laughs> if you did that for this podcast? I'll post the video. I reckon it'll do mad numbers. I think it's worth a try if you're willing to do it. You don't have to, but I think if you're up for it, it's worth giving it a go. Just put, a, make sure you have like a bowl under you. All right, fine. Hang on. I've really decided again. <laughs> I really don't want to do it. Oh, why? Like it's an egg. Is, a, is that a proper egg? It's a proper egg. Yeah, why not a comedy it... one. No, it's not uncooked. Egg uncooked i think it's it's worth a try how far can you get like don't buy down see how much of it you can get in your mouth (laughs) it's the same shape as my eye (laughs) (laughs) turn turn it upside down can you not get it all the way in your mouth close your mouth on it (laughs) no because i'm scared isn't there that thing that uh, that guy no that's a light bulb a light bulb (laughs) i'm really worried about maybe because that you could bite down on it be all right it's not glass it wouldn't be all right it, it's you like... just chew it isn't it <laughs> I'm, I'm scared i think it'd be okay i'll i'll have the raw egg and choose the shell but i'm not chewing down onto an egg that i think bite me. into it just no, do it not bite into teeth. it like an apple yeah no, go on do it just what just bite into it like an apple just we'll see what it's like because i've never seen anyone ever do that you might be one of the first people to ever do it on a podcast to just eat an egg 
just an egg. All right, fine. Oh, I'm scared it might fall. Do it quite close to the microphone. Oh, should we turn off the noise cancelling? Do you have to do that? So I want to hear the crunch. He's on. Right. Oh, yeah, I can hear that. (laughs) I can hear that. I can hear that. Brilliant. All right. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, Show me the egg. Show. <laughs> Show you the egg. There's the there's the egg. I just bit into the top like yeah, a sock. You can see that's uncooked. Yeah, yeah, it's uncooked. So now you're using it as like a shot glass. Whoa, whoa. He slurped it like a coffee. Oh, it's all coming out of his horrible mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. So how oh. are you doing this usually? Uh, I, never. Um, I don't. I didn't just suck the egg out of a shell, but there's a bit of shell. I guess I could. What's it taste like? Just nothing. Do you know the thing is like gravel? It's obviously been cleaned, but you got to think that's come straight out of a chicken's rectum. Mm. Yeah. You, do you lick your fingers as soon as I said about the chicken's anus? <laughs> Mm, yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, that, mm, yeah. Oh, that was horrible. Your <laughs> so bad. Pretend you didn't enjoy that. <laughs> you know what? Like, it's more the texture. The I don't mind raw egg. It's all right. But I used to drink a lot of it because I saw when I was a teenager. I saw Rocky. <laughs> he used to drink the egg. What so the I rooster? Used... Our chicken run. Yeah. So I used to like drink an egg, like in the morning. But I never drank it straight out of the shell like a fucking... <laughs> it comes in its own cup. That's, like, sustainable. That's quite yeah. into your beliefs, isn't it? Yeah. Be as sustainable <laughs> as you can. Eat your eggs out of the shell. Eat your eggs, slip it right out. No dishwasher, no dishes, no cutlery, no waste of water. How nah. much of the shell did you eat? Um, I only chewed a little bit of it. I'm, I'm not eating but the But you shell. bit into it. I think that's still something. Yeah, I bit right into it. But like now you can crunch that up and stick it in a shake for later. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm back from the gym. <laughs> oh, I think they're out of date as well. Oh, they're going out oh. of date. Like, it's not... I think best before, like... Okay, it was like display before the 29th. Oh, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. I'll be fine, yeah. Do you ever see when people in the gym are like, oh, I need to have a, um, I need to have a snack. I need, like, an energy boost, like, in the middle of a workout? Um, I did once see a guy... I never felt that way. Yeah, me neither. I once saw a guy eating a sandwich on the gym floor. <laughs> <laughs> really made me laugh. I right, I need, I need to guy. get a drink. I need to get a drink. My mouth tastes like ass. <laughs> Egg ass. Chicken ass. Is that a San Pellegrino? No, it's um, good energy. Kind to the mind, body and earth. And it's organic. How the fuck do you say that word? G-U-A-Y-U-S-A. Guayusa? Guayusa blood orange and tangerine flavour. Um, nice. I got given like three crates of them. So I've just got absolutely loads and loads of these fucking drinks. They're quite I was nice going to say, they definitely don't have San Pellegrino up in Sheffield yet. <laughs> it's not travelled from Spain, like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like when people do that thing when they eat in the gym and stuff, like I remember once I had my protein shake before the gym by accident. And it just made me feel really full and disgusting. So I don't know what how these people are having like a grenade bar halfway through a workout or whatever. Yeah, I don't Weird. get it. 
it's weird. I always have my protein shake though as soon as I've left the gym floor. Like I go into the, mm. I go into the changing rooms. I get changed into my swimming stuff, and then I, and then I have my shake in in the in the toilet. In the sauna, at the, <laughs> no. at the toilet, at the cistern, <laughs> flush it to <laughs> to shake it all up. I I wait till I get home. I I leave the gym, drive home, all of that stuff. About twenty twenty odd minutes or so. I always like heard something that you have to have it like really quickly after you've worked out, like within an hour. Yeah, it's a myth. Is that a myth? I've watched a guy disprove it. Apparently it makes no difference as long as you have it like the day that you exercise or whatever. The day you exercise. Right, fine. But I don't know. It, it just like feels... creatine and stuff as well. It feels right to me though. And then I, and then mm. I have a little swim and a little sauna with my, my stomach heavy. full of protein. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I've started, um, now that I'm not worried about weight, I've started using milk sometimes in my protein shake and fuck, it yeah, tastes so much better. You should put an egg in it and all. I put an egg in, a banana. Just put an egg in one time. And I a won't chicken like... breast. <laughs> just put... Chicken and the just... egg. <laughs> just put an egg in one No, because that's time. not going to add anything. That's not going to be pleasurable. It's, it's got... No, but it, you can't even taste it. And especially if you mix it with like a chocolate one. Do you not know like salmonella? Like that you get from uncooked Mate, eggs. Mate, the like amount of uncooked eggs I've eaten in my lifetime. Yeah, and you're I've... one of the sickest people I know. Yeah, I have you're eye dandruff. <laughs> you have eye dandruff and you've had to go away to blow your nose in the like 10 minutes we've been recording. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh god, he's a regular chaplain, this guy. <laughs> oh, maybe I should get rid of the original sound for musicians setting. <laughs> yeah, it's I really... did hear all of that snot. It's really awful. I, I think that I think real fit boys is, it has paid off. Considering this is one of the last months we're going to be doing, yeah, we'll probably do an update in our next episode whenever that comes out. I don't know when the hell we're going to actually get time to do that. Yeah, probably over the Christmas break. I don't think it's getting released. Yeah, maybe in New Year. Yeah, we'll do a New Year update looking back yeah. at the whole year of real fit boys. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be um, nice, wouldn't it? I mean, I think it's, it's been. It sounds like it's been a pretty good month for both of us. We're in pretty good ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still time for a fall. I know. There's every chance. I mean, the next three weeks, me being away and only having that bar to use isn't going to be the best. But yeah, and I would say with the luck I've had this year, if I don't get hit by a car mm. the day before Christmas, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> bed ridden, really likely. <laughs> It's and really likely. <laughs> with it being Christmas, it will probably be your own car, like that bloke from E17. What? Have you not? Have you not heard this? No. I swear everyone knows this story. What? What are you on about? One of the guys from E17 ran himself over with his own car. This is like a dad anecdote. Like, the, did he die? The one... No, I don't think so. That guy from uh, Star Trek died doing that, didn't he? His own car, like, ran him over. Oh yeah, the young young guy. Yeah, that was very sad. But this, I feel like this story is like on par with the one about the woman from Fairy Tale of New York dying in the city. Like oh yeah, that one. To talk about these stories. Yeah. Brian Harvey from E17 ran himself over. Apparently, he blames potatoes for bizarre <laughs> car what, was One was one on the uh, on the accelerate pedal. Do you reckon? It, it was caused by a meal of. Fruit. Three giant baked potatoes smothered in tuna mayo and cheese. And he fell under the car as he leant out of the driver's door to be sick because he'd eaten so much. And then the Mercedes rolled him over. Jesus, this actually genuinely does sound like something you would do. That really does sound like 
Sheffield man blames cheese. The man eating too many potatoes. <laughs> you, had, <laughs> you had too many cheese boards and ran yourself over. God damn, he fractured his pelvis in seventh place, broke his ribs and punctured his lungs. He lay unconscious for three weeks and that's when you had 12 hours of surgery. Shit, is he all right now? Well, I, I guess so. He managed to stay another day. Got really tied this back into December, aren't we? <laughs> it's, it's good. We True. haven't spoken actually about ourselves like at all. It's just been us ripping into your glasses. I think we spoke about our bodies for like five minutes. Maybe. Sorry, sorry. How long did you want us to speak about our bodies? Like, <laughs> like Isn't that all right, the point? Fine. Okay, well, recently Luke Terry's been sending me photos of his naked body. Yeah, we've both like it's getting weird because I I just keep looking in our chat on facebook messenger because we still just use all bodies that. isn't it it's just all bodies it's all like pictures of our bodies i'm looking at a picture of you with a very stern face uh flexing and <laughs> staring at the camera i hate this so <laughs> oh, yeah, that is horrible that one i hate this picture so much yeah You've that is that. a mad one but you have a nice line you have a nice little bump where your biceps should be it's, it's good yeah it's all yeah. working it's all coming on yeah you look like Popeye, and then it goes from it goes from that to then a picture of you looking like the the guy who said he's going to lose his job. I know, but again, it's because but you're posing. It's my eyes. It's my yeah, fucked eyes. Messed up eyes. I've got eye dandruff. Hmm. God, I'm looking at loads of little pictures of your body. There's loads, aren't there? Yeah, there's loads of pictures of my body. Pictures of my body from the past. Ones of your legs. <laughs> yeah, this is weird, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it is mad. We should probably stop that. Yeah. There's ones of you in a hotel room and it genuinely looks like you're one of those like pay pig <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> it's like you put that picture like, next to oh, one come of on. few Edwards. <laughs> yes. yeah, come on, Danny. Both sides like, of the call. I'll shove this <laughs> something up my arse if you send me 50 quid. <laughs> pay 50 pounds to see this deodorant can disappear. But no, you've done very well. I mean, are we going to are we gonna get? Are we gonna post these photos onto our Instagram? <laughs> never. <story>? They'd <laughs> never be posted anywhere. I think it'd be really funny if we post uh, uh before and afters on the Sandler Pit. Instagram. I hate the idea of our, us posting a screenshot of whose bodies we've sent to each other. <laughs> <laughs> so many bodies of so many minor celebrities. Oh God, Adam Devine's <laughs> body. <laughs> wow but yeah so we'll have a catch up on this in the next one I guess but this is like pretty much the last instalment for this year at least unless we yeah. think a way of I like doing this though it's pretty this good it's our December episode isn't it so it's got yeah. to gotta be the last one of the year and then yeah, we'll see, last one of the year. see what happens next but I think we've we've done alright we've done alright we've done the best we could yeah I have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. My muscle density is incredible compared to what it used to be. What did you say? My arms are... You're stronger. You're definitely magnificent. stronger. My arms are just just, just marvellous. Hmm. I think you, you're the same. Let's whip our tops <laughs> off. Let's whip our tops off. I'm not taking my top off. Oh, oh, show me your arms. I'm not taking my top off. <laughs> Some toxic shit. <laughs> Oh, my arms are all right. <laughs> okay. It's mostly fat, that. Mostly. Do that. If you do that, without tensing. What do you mean without? Go like that. Let's see if, if there's a jiggle. I think he's all right. Yeah, it's taut. It's not bad. Yeah. Fat arm, I'd say. 
fat arm. Fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. Let's fucking finish this now, dick. I hate this. No, your body beautiful. It's fine. All right, thank you. Um, you've done so well. Shut up. No, you have. You've done well. You should be very proud of yourself. All right, all right. Lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> just, just finish that. <laughs> Lose a bit of weight. Just keep working at it. You're you're in a good place, man. You yeah, you have done you. well. You have thank done you. well. Thank you. Always take the piss, but you've you you're all right. As of you, I mean, you don't have any muscle on your whole body, but got no fat either, though, have right. I? You've got no fat, but also nothing else. You just like a fucking woody doll. Sounds like jealousy. I've got the so... outline of a six pack. You have the outline of a six pack. <laughs> Fuck off, loser. That's not a six pack, you saucer. You know it's true. All right, all right. Finish yeah. this. Wrap it. It's up. all right. It's all right, man. You'll get there one day. There you have it. Happy Gilmore is in the in the Sandler Castle, one of the best films we've watched, hailed as a masterpiece <laughs> by Luke Thomas. And our real fit boys journey has come to a close for the year as well. And mm. by God, are we real fit boys? So this is technically our last episode of the the like main run for now until yeah. Adam Sandler brings out more films. And judging by this year, that probably is gonna happen because he's brought out three or four. Yeah this year alone so it's not the end of the sandler pit and it's especially not the end because we've got more episodes coming quite soon <laughs> i really see we're gonna do an episode called the sandler castle and an episode called the sandler pit where we look back at all the films that we've put into those categories and we're gonna we've not come to a decision yet if we're gonna rank them or if we're gonna just put them into tiers i think whatever. a mixture of both i think ranking and tiers I really love tears. the idea of there being a definitive list, one one to one hundred and twenty-five or whatever it is that we've watched. Yeah. So maybe if we have like one of those tier list things that people do, hmm. and then we can like arrange them and order them and rank them through that as well. Yeah. So you could have like S tier, but also rank within top them. of the tier. Yeah, and yeah. then you'd have a full list in order. Yeah, top to bottom. That's true. Maybe we should both come to the episode with our... Actually, no, we need to just make our own decisions. We need No, we need to make a, a group decision. We need to work together to do that. Yeah, exactly. We, we might can't. move some films from Pit to Castle and vice versa. Yeah. Because there are some that, I mean, the more I've sat with them, the more I regret saying that <laughs> Ridiculous Six is a castle film. <laughs> I might rewatch that one before we do it. Yeah, we're going to have to revisit some trailers and some clips and stuff, I reckon. Yeah. But yeah, there'll be big bumper episodes and they'll be coming imminently, probably in the new year. Yeah. I mean, almost probably. definitely in the new year. Almost certainly. But yeah, uh, exciting times. Yeah, so look out for them. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us before our, our final re-ranking, then you can email us thesandlerpit at gmail.com or you can uh, message us on our social media. That's at the Pit on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And you can also please rate us five stars on your podcast service of choice. Yeah, I think only Apple or Spotify, but you must yeah. have one of those two, surely. Surely. Freak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to anyone listening on Amazon. I think as well, we're on TikTok as the Sandler Pit Talk. Oh, yeah. And it's it's really good on there. <laughs> so thank you very much to joe tyrone for doing all the music for this podcast uh his newest single riverbend released one for a while has it riverbend it's riverbend yeah riverbend yeah came out about four four or five months ago now probably yeah that's definitely going to be on my spotify wrapped yeah um and we will really miss him yeah i'll miss him yeah 
for more context, listen to um, Real Boys or oh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. We have a, another podcast that's Real Boys, uh, Real Boys Pod on all social media. Listen to that. Mm-hmm. We watch a Pinocchio film every month for some reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great stuff. All right. Thank you to Luke Thomas for the artwork, the flawless artwork. Well, Check that you. out on the socials. It's always, always a good treat. Yes. And thank you. And thank you, Luke Terry, for editing together all these episodes and all the trailers and, and, and mocking my appearance for the last <laughs> decade. Oh, you've become <laughs> such a strong, confident boy because of it. Oh, though. shut up. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's really worked because now you genuinely believe you have big muscles. <laughs> <laughs> It's a psychological thing. Right, okay, right. Uh, so come back next time when we'll be doing the... Sa- is it the Sadler Castle, the first one that we do? Yeah, I reckon so. The End of the worst of the worst. Why yeah. not? Uh, so we're going to do the best of the best next next time. And until then, it's been a very happy Sadler bye from me and a very happy Sadler bye from him. It's all in the hips. Happy Gilmore accomplished that feat no more than an hour ago. Well, moron, good for Happy Gilmore. Oh, my God! Hey, Shooter, haven't you forgotten your nine iron?